You're listening to the Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the greatest fantasy football show on earth. I'm Andy Yakabowski, your reigning and defending champ and your co-host here. And I am pleased to announce that today I got Jimmy Yakabowski with me, the other host on our show. Yes, fans, I am Jimmy Yakabowski, Steel City Fantasy Football League Commissioner, and I'd like to just say, um, surging fantasy football team. Yeah, you can just a big W this yeah. week. Yeah, you can just hear the happiness in his voice as he uh, <laughs> took my team down. You know, Jimmy, that going into week five, my team was tied for the best record in the league, and then my team also had the most total points in the league over everybody else in the league, the other 12 members in the league. Well, 11, not including me. All I can say is your team didn't show up this weekend. Um, I think they were, you know, they felt bad for me. Um, so there's a little sincerity well, that, going on there. About your team. Do you know where your team stood going into week five? Lowest points in the league. The worst team. Well, not record-wise, but you did have no. one W. We have a guy that's still no. seeking a win. But Law of averages. You, underperformed. Yeah, you had the lowest points in the league out of any other team so it was literally the worst versus the best team and you took me out david versus goliath got my high score for the for the year so far and i went down you know and i can't even say i went down swinging as my team like you said didn't really show up so yeah i lost another running back rashad penny he's out for the year we'll get to that in this week's injury report um but last week jimmy in week four i said on the show i lost by one point and how devastating that loss was but apparently there was an adjustment, a correction. One of my guys got credited a tackle that he didn't get credit originally, but then they corrected it, and I won by one point. <laughs> so, not too shabby. So was, I was lucky mm-hmm. to get that win because, you know, I, I'd be in really bad shape um, losing two in a row like that this early on. So you still have a winning record, at least. Yeah, I'm still, still chasing my tail a little bit. Two and three, but I sure as hell don't want to be like the Steelers yeah. at one and four. Three and, t- tied, three and two tied at the uh, top of the division. One and four would be bad. I'd be rating running for yeah. the Steel City bit shirt. Right. So this brings us to this week's headlines, brought to you by Pittsburgh Socialites. Christmas season is right around the corner, and slots are filling up fast. You want a beautifully decorated home for Christmas? Call up Pittsburgh Socialites. Look up on their website. You can request a quote. And also sign up for the newsletter. Jimmy, the Eagles are still undefeated as they win 20-17 to on the road versus the Arizona Cardinals. Unreal, Jim. The Eagles. It is It is unreal, and I would like to um, not necessarily take back my comments, um, but let's just say that... Which ones? About Jalen Hurts? Yeah, those ones. We'll have to have a rewind. Not this week, but some week. I didn't say he's going to do terrible, but I had read some kind of like a preview of the season um, and the projected stats for him, something around 4,000 yards passing, 800 yards rushing, and I thought they were pretty much ridiculous for those. I thought they were out of their minds. For those type of numbers. And not just the stats they had on paper, but there was just a lot of verbal hype around the guy, you know? And so far, he's pretty much proved that to be right. You know, he's completely worth the hype. I wish he was on my team. I'll tell you that. Maybe he changed uh, some of his mechanics around. I don't. He seems to have better, like... Um, well, A.J. Brown definitely helped out. Field awareness. A.J. Brown helps with the Huge field help. awareness. Huge yeah, help. Yeah, he does. When you got to stretch the field and you got A.J. Brown to cover, it's kind of hard to, right. you know, take care of a running Jalen Hurts, you know? So, that definitely is a huge improvement to Eagles. Right. And uh, also helps to... 
You know, like I think we mentioned last week on the show to uh, squat 600 pounds uh, whenever <laughs> you're, you're a running quarterback. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. So, Jimmy, I got to pose a question to you. When will they lose? Before you answer that question, here's the next four weeks they got, okay? They got the Cowboys this week, okay, week six. Um, they're going up against Cooper Rush, who's also undefeated, by the way. He's 5-0, and won a game last year, and then he won four games this year. Um, unless they bring back Dak for this week, but I, I doubt that. I think Cooper Rush is still going to be starting this week. Um, Dak still has his thumb issues. Okay, then they go to a bye week in week seven. Week eight, they go up against the Steelers. Week nine, they go up against the Texans. And then week 10, they go against the Commanders. I mean, when will they lose, Jimmy, the Eagles? What's that uh, lineup again? Cowboys, not the Steelers, Texans, Commanders. Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Commanders. That's their next four games. Uh, they might be nine and zero. Oh. Wow, nine and zero. Oh. I don't see any of those teams taking them out. I I, I feel like they're better than all four. So. Yeah, I don't either. But, I think the Steelers always, for some reason, I think like when they play the Raiders, they always struggle against the Eagles for whatever reason it is. It doesn't really matter if the Eagles are doing great that year or awful that year. It's just the teams that just, I don't know if it's psychologically, the Steelers have a trouble trouble handling. Um, so, yeah, I think um, having said that, I still think it's kind of the other side of the coin. I think the Steelers have the best chance of beating them matchup-wise than the Cowboys, Texans, and Commanders. So You do? Yeah, I do. How? With Pickett. Kenny Pickett. We'll get to that later. <laughs> and moving on to the headlines, Jimmy. Uh, last night in Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman suggests the NFL should take the dresses off <laughs> after the controversial Monday Night roughing the passer penalty call as Chris Jones had a strip sack and the Chiefs recovered the ball uh, on Derek Carr, Raiders quarterback. So, Jimmy, what's your, what's your take on uh, Troy Aikman's comment? Um, I think I've seen some sacks this weekend, kind of like the one I sent I sent you. Yeah, that I, I so seen are you on, gonna, on social media? Are you just Tom gonna side, Are you gonna sidestep the cancel culture? Flipping out, take the dresses off, Jim is what he said. Cancel culture is coming in, and they want Troy Aikman to retire from commentating on football games. Oh, really? That, yeah, they said they're offensive. A lot, okay. of, a lot of them are saying it's yeah, because he because he said dresses. Yes, as, as if like you know they're being like like women, women like putting women down, correct? Like a very misogynistic, yes. yeah. Uh, you know, just I mean, jerk thing to say. I wasn't speaking to the comment, but they um, are overly accommodating to quarterbacks in the league of hits that aren't actual. Roughing the passer hits. You're avoiding the whole cancer culture. You sidestep huh. again. I'm going to bring you right back and spotlight <laughs> it again. I will say, though, that my daughter, and I don't care if my sons are listening, my daughter is actually a lot tougher than my sons combined. So, <laughs> you know, having said that. And, you know, after having, uh, you know, four children, I can tell you that if men were to have babies, we would be extinct in a generation. <laughs> We'd be done. There'd be no more human beings on the planet. We'd be, it'd be over, you know. Um, as far as that goes, but yeah, that's that's amazing. They uh, they have other ways to figure that ways around went, that went too, to that level. Men cannot saying you should retire. That. They're way tougher. So yeah, but you shouldn't have said it, Jim. 
not you personally, but Troy Aikman should know better than say something like that, you know. But I think it is very ridiculous how they are pandering to these quarterbacks. Like you said, that sack on Tom Brady, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy wrapped, I mean, he was pretty much textbook style, what you want to do. He wasn't above the shoulders, wasn't right. below the knees, wrapped around the waist, just threw him down, like did like a little spin, threw him down. Didn't even put his weight on him when he came to the ground. No. And they caught a flag on it because Tom Brady started crying. Those types of hits are very infuriating to the fans watching the football game. That, that, that cost the Falcons completely changes the, the game. The yeah. final score is 21-15. Right. And the, Tampa got to you know sustain that drive instead of punt. Right. To give Atlanta a chance to, to win it. Yeah. I mean, game-winning drive. And then you also have another controversial thing that happened Monday night. Did you see the video of Devontae Adams, Jim? No. Devontae Adams, as he walked off the field, I heard field, he pushed a camera, shoved man. down a photographer. Okay, yeah. I seen it. He was walking. I didn't see it. Uh, it's like to the you know the walkway to the locker room. This okay. camera guy was kind of getting up, getting kind of getting moving out of the way, and Devontae Adams just was walking and just completely just shoved the guy down and just didn't even bother even. I heard he, he might get a, hint of get a suspension or something. Yeah, I heard yeah. they're looking for punishing him for that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you should just do the right thing. Pay the photographer a million to settle it out. <laughs> Let the guy retire. <laughs> out of court settlement. A, mi- a million. <laughs> what does Devontae make? Uh, his what contra- does he make? His year? contract's got to be like nine figures. It's a lot. It's a lot of He's money. He's got to make 100 Let's look it up. 100 some million. His contract here, Jim. Five years, 140 million. Signing bonus of 19.25 million. His average yearly salary is $28 million. He's got 65 million guaranteed. He got 22 million guaranteed in signing. He's a free agent in 2027. So you think it should be proportional to what he makes on the field? Is that what you're saying? What what was that again? What's He's the overall con- contract. 140 yeah. million, 140 five million. years. 140 million. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about what I was thinking. Yeah. So I think he should do what? You're saying it should be more because of his contract? I said, oh, sure. Pay the guy a mil. (laughs) Yeah, percentage. Right. Was there any injuries? I do not know that. And I mean, he he could get. Talk of a neck brace. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) he had to get the chiropractor, his back's back's, back's a little tight. Back back spasms. You you could could really play that up. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, you could. Even if he's okay, he could really. I mean, safe, how often do you get pushed down by a you know pro NFL player like that? You know, right. it's like hitting the Powerball for the guy. You'd imagine at least he's going to try sue him for something here. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, um, the one fan, the civil suit. All right, whatever. I didn't want to talk about that one. So, anyways, Pulse on the AFC North. Uh, the Browns is another close one, thirty-eight to twenty to the Chargers at home. This makes their second loss at home with two or less points margin. Two or less points. Another blown um, lead, actually. Yep. It's They're good at that. It's their third loss on the year, and all those losses by a margin of only three or less points. The Browns, if they just tweak some stuff, could be undefeated. They had a double-digit lead on both both the Jets and Chargers. Yep. I don't know. I guess the Browns will always be the Browns. They can. They always find a way to lose. Yep. It's impressive. The Ravens. They went at home versus the Bengals, nineteen to seventeen. Uh, the Steelers get absolutely destroyed on the road to the Bills, thirty-eight to three. 
One of the most embarrassing Ouch. games you could ever watch. Completely awful. This was Kenny Pickett's first debut as a rookie quarterback, his first start uh, to an NFL game. Uh, his stat line, he went for 327 passing yards, 10 rushing yards, one interception, three sacks, uh, 74.8 passer rating, and 18 fantasy points. Uh, if you compare him to Josh Allen in Buffalo Bills' side, Josh Allen, career highs in this completely just mauling He didn't the really try after halftime. Well, he actually ended up getting benched because they had such a big lead. So Josh Allen, yeah. 424 passing yards, four touchdowns, 42 rushing yards, one interception, 134.1 passer rating. And just so you know, I looked this up. Perfect pass rating is 158.3 for everyone. And the 424 was just being nice. Yeah. He could have had 600 playing the whole game. They had like 400 yards of offense at halftime. Right. Which is totally a disgrace. He had like 340 passing yards at halftime. And he ended up with 55 fantasy points before he decided to take the rest of the game off. 55. Wow. Ouch. So I can tell you, the team in our league that has Josh Allen in the lineup, he won. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Even with our defensive players and everything, yeah, he won. He crushed his opponent. So I could insert a Steeler question here for you. If you, you want ready? to, sure. Ready? I don't really want to talk about this game a whole lot. <laughs> kind of just trying to erase it from my memory. But uh, who is going to go be ahead. the next scapegoat? Oh my! Hopefully, Matt Canada. I can tell you that. Uh, you mean scapegoat, as in where are they putting the blame? Yes. Well, the offensive coordinator now. Finally, it, who are you talking about? Are you talking about the Steelers organization? Or are you talking about the fan base? Because the fan base has already put the blame on Matt Canada from pretty much day one in this completely obliteration of a season. Matt Canada. The Steelers organization has put the blame on Trubisky. I put the blame on the entire Steelers organization. The fan base might put it on Matt Canada, but there's a bigger problem looming on the horizon. The fan base has now turned the knife to not only Canada now, but they've now put Tomlin up there too as a big problem in what's going on this year. Now it's Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin. To be uh, completely frank here, um, we need Bill Cower back. <laughs> uh, Mike Tomlin inherited Bill Cower's team and the great leadership he had at that time. Won a Super Bowl with Bill Cower's team. It wasn't his coaching, and now he, the culture has just completely plummeted downhill after players such as you know Troy Polamalu retired. You had James Ferrier back in the day. You had some real leadership on that team, and with Tomlin. It's really been exacerbated to show how that culture of, you know, respect and leadership has just plummeted downhill after Cower left. Um, I probably would have had this conversation with you about 10 years ago, <laughs> but Cower hasn't been there since like 2005 when they won the Super Bowl against Seattle. So I cannot, I cannot entertain the Cower versus Tomlin argument with he should be in the team anymore. I just can't do it. Uh, I don't think it's, um, I think it's more of just Tomlin, you know, has since just deceased being a prominent head coach and they've just lacked the tools in the front office. Um, You could argue that Dick LeBeau is a huge part of the reason of why that team is the way it is now, you know, with Dick LeBeau leaving, now that team is very much defensively gone because he was a mastermind behind that. And Tomlin was supposed to be a defensive line coming into the coming into the team 
like he is, but you know, I'm starting to realize that they really don't know what's going on, on either side of the football, defense or offense. Okay. Do I get a response? <laughs> what's that? You want to respond to that? I mean Yeah, go ahead. Not to necessarily call us football gurus here or anything, but I could tell you at the very least I have three trophies that say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> A potato, potato, three trophies. <laughs> uh, if you look at um, kind of like the body of work, you or I could have coached the team after Kyra left and rode the wave for a couple of years and probably won a Super Bowl too. I would have won saying. more than one. I wouldn't have got beat by the Packers, okay? Just put that out there. Okay, um, looking at next week, Jim, you got the Ravens at the Giants, Browns at home versus the Panthers, Bengals on the road versus the Saints, and the Steelers at home versus Tampa. So looking at those matchups this week, Jim, I got the AFC North going 3-1. and one. How about that? The only team I have losing are the Browns versus the Patriots. I think the Ravens go on the road and beat the Giants. I think the Giants are going to come back to earth this week as the Ravens beat them. I also have uh, the Bengals going on the road beating the Saints in the Dome. The Saints are all beat up. Their three receivers, the receiving core, they're all questionable. We'll get to that in the injury report this week. The Steelers, I bet everybody has them pegged to lose this one. Big underdogs at home versus Tampa and Brady. But Tampa hasn't really looked that great. You know, they're pretty mediocre. I think Kenny Pickett and the Steelers step up in this one. They got shell shock last week. Completely, absolutely embarrassed, really, in, in the football world. They were taking the biggest beating since, like, 1990 in that game against the Bills. So I think they're going to come out swinging in this game. I say they win it at home uh, against Tampa, and then uh, yeah, that's what I got for this week, Jim. So you projected everyone to win except for the Browns. Correct. The Browns okay. will lose at home versus so the Patriots. You just said the Steelers will beat Tampa. I did. You check your temperature lately. Temperature's good. Ninety-eight point six. Perfect. Perfect health. Definitely on the road recovery. I don't have the same assessment. <laughs> We're going to lose again. Really? Yeah. Steelers, All right, so let's, let's hear your AFC North Tampa's assessment. Tampa D is going to on our show right now, Jim. Tampa D is going to embarrass us just as well. Okay, Tampa's embarrassing us. What about the Ravens, Browns, and Bengals? Um, I'd agree with you with the uh, the Browns. I think the, the Pats will find a way to – well, Browns find a way to, to beat themselves anyways if the Pats don't do it. So I can see a two and two slate. So okay. Ra- Ravens and Bengals coming out on top. All right, all right, Jimmy, you hear that siren? It's time for this week's injury report. You ready for this, Jim? Another slew of injuries across the NFL here in Week Five. Ouch! My bench is looking more like a hospital wing than it is a bench. So I believe it. I saw it. Oh my! In a fantasy game tracker. Very awful. So Rashad Penny suffers a fractured fibula versus the Saints on the road. He's facing at a four-month recovery timeline. Season is done for Rashad Penny. So that means rookie Kenneth Walker will lead the backfield in week six versus the Cardinals. Is he healthy? Yes. (laughs) Yes, he is. He had a very nice game, actually, uh, last week. This week, he's versing the Cardinals. The Cardinals are sixth strongest against the run. Of course, I double-checked to see if Kenneth Walker maybe was on the waivers, which I know he got drafted, but maybe somebody would drop him or whatever. No, no. 
And the flowers are still standing, has them. Yep. Damn it! <laughs> and then you got uh, Jonathan Taylor, another one of my guys, ankle injury. He was out for week five. He's questionable for week six. Uh, the report coming from Indianapolis is they're very optimistic about him taking the field in week six. Uh, Naeem Hines suffered a concussion on Thursday. Uh, he's in concussion protocol. So he's also questionable for week six. And uh, there's no one worth mentioning after those two guys on that roster in the backfield. For the Colts. Philip Lindsay. No, no one. Uh, Carolina Panthers quarterback Baker Mayfield. He's doubtful uh, to go on week Good six. Good for the Panthers. Ankle injury. And with Matt Corral and Sam Darnold both on IR, P.J. Walker would get the start. But Baker Mayfield is fishing for a second opinion. So. Doesn't matter. He could still be ready to go. The guy did play with like a broken Rams shoulder. are finally going to show up this week. He played with like a broken shoulder last year, so he might be all right. He's a tough pa- guy. Panthers are losing this week. Rams actually show up for once. They haven't yet. You think so? Yeah. Uh, they still got McCaffrey. Just feeding the ball. <laughs> nope. Um, also, another blow to Denver is Russell Wilson is dealing with a tear in his shoulder. Um, Trying to explain why they got nine points. So that investment of $243 million is really going down the gutter quick. Um, Britt Rapian is next up on the depth chart. So Denver fan base must be really disappointed so far with, let's ride. They wouldn't even watch overtime. Let's ride. They wouldn't. They left the game early. Yeah. It was 9-9. Nine, All nine. field goals. 9-9. Nine, nine. All field goals. Well, I think what's really did it in for them was it was like – what was it? They were winning 9-6, and then they uh, were deep in the red zone. Instead of kicking a field goal, they went for it, like fourth down, and it got intercepted. And they could have kicked a field goal, made it 12-6. You know? They could have been up 12-6 against them. Instead, they just went for it. So I think the uh, they were very disappointed in the coaching calling, and I think they were just very disappointed in the play aspect of it. They had enough. The Denver fans had enough, Jim. Left. Gone. Um. Tua is expected to return for the Dolphins this week as they host the Minnesota Vikings. So, mm. but Tyreek Hill is questionable. Waddle is off the injury report, though. He is good to go. Mac Jones, quarterback for the New England Patriots, he's questionable for week six. He was out for week five. Bailey Zapp started. Uh, he played well enough to manage the game 188 passing yards on 17 completions. 21 pass attempts, one touchdown, one interception, 11 fantasy points as the Patriots, Jimmy, shut out the Lions 28-0. to zero. Pathetic. Pathetic showing by Jared Goff and company. 29-0. to zero. So Bailey Zapp might get the start against uh, the Cleveland Browns this week, Jim. Might just put another W there in his bucket for the rookie. Well, uh, Damian Harris had to leave the game. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. But they have one heck of a committee back. Ramondre Stevenson should have a big game against the Browns this week. He could, but you said they are under the committee curse. So, Stevenson going to be sharing the ball with the rest of them guys? No. No? He'll right. get the ball. There you go. Sleeper pick, Ramondre Stevenson <laughs> coming from Jimmy. Uh, Saints' entire wide receiver core is questionable for week six. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry are all listed as questionable. So, make Thomas sure coming back. Who's going to take the field in week six for the Saints? They're project- As the Bengals come into town. optimistic about Thomas. Yeah, very. 
Jimmy, it's time for our rewind, nail or fail. I can promise you nobody does this around the fantasy football league base. No show does this. They we review our calls from last week or any time really, and we tell you whether we nailed it or failed it. And this week's call, Jimmy, comes from last week's segment. I know you weren't here as you're prepping for my game, which worked out really well for you as you kicked my ass. So, but last week's segment, anytime touchdown score, this is where it's from. Got the first three guys for anytime scoring touchdown this week in week five. I got first three is Debo Samuel, Nick Chubb, and Mike Evans. So there was the call from last week, Jimmy. Uh, unfortunately, I got the one wrong. Debo Samuel did score. So did Chubb. Mike Evans failed to do so. So I went two for three in that first three-leg parlay. I also gave you a five-leg parlay when I added Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Hurts scored. Josh Allen did not. So I missed that one too. So that so was you, you a kept, fail. You kept Evans in the five the five parlay then. Yeah, that's what I'm also, saying. I gave yeah. you three guys, then so I added two you, more. Yeah, and once then, you screwed up the three, you're just done. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you wanted to stick with just the three, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. And then if you wanted to go to seven-leg parlay, I added Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Stefan Diggs. Just reviewing my work here. Mm-hmm. Diggs did score. However, CEH did not. Nope. So it was a clear fail across the board. I went five for eight for anytime touchdown scores, and I made you $0. So I apologize. I will do better this week, I assure you, okay? And I will review it and keep myself honest here. So that's our rewind, nail or fail this I week. I apologize on it his, is his behalf. It is a fail. I, I, I didn't get you to. You being a smartass there? <laughs> you see my list, and you said it was good. <laughs> We're going to put Jimmy on record, too. I, did, so. I, didn't, I didn't get to yeah. have a consultation. When we get Wait. to the anytime touchdown score segment for this week, we're both going to give you a list of guys, and then we're going to review it and see who came out. Awesome. And for for what? A three, five, seven? Yeah, three, five, seven. Three leg, five leg, seven leg. Awesome. All right? We'll Let's get to roll. that. We'll get that in the show. It's going to be awesome. All right, here's my three leg. No, we're not oh, there yet, damn. Jim. We're not there yet. you got to stick Too with excited. the outline. God. you got to stick with the outline this. Next, we're going to go with the NFL's best tight ends to date. Jimmy, drum roll, please. Very good. We're going to announce it from reverse order, from last to first. From This is the top five, Jimmy. Top five tight ends, okay? Okay, go. So we've already gave you skill players. We've had other episodes where we talked about the quarterbacks, the running backs, and receivers. So I want to talk about tight ends this week. And number five, you're tied for – there's a three tie at number five, Jim. TJ Hawkinson, 77 points. So they all have 77 points. TJ Hawkinson, Taysom Hill, and Dallas Goddard of the Eagles. I'll have 77 points. Number four, Tyler Higby, 80 points. Wow. Number three, Zach Ertz, 82 points. Hmm. Number two, Mark Andrews at 118 points. Yep. I would say him and Kelsey top two. That's right. You just said it <laughs> before I could get it out. Number one, Travis Kelsey, a whopping 140 points. So there you have it. That's the best tight ends for this year so far, Jimmy, to date. And that gives me a moment to talk about tiers real quick. And looking back on draft day that you had yeah. probably six, seven, eight weeks ago. So this is why I really don't give a whole lot of weight to tight ends. And this is really the exact reason why. And you can see it on paper. I mean, if you go by tiers, and when you talk about tiers, you're grouping guys together that have similar numbers, right? So the guys that are all tied in at five with 77 points. And either, and both, I would actually grab 
Ertz at three with 82 points, and Higby at 80 points. Those five guys, Jimmy, I'd put all of them on the same tier right now. They're all tier three. Mark Andrews is a whole level above those guys at 118 points. But he's still only tier two because Travis Kelsey blows every other tight end out of the water as a tier one tight end. He is the only one in that tier for I'd tight have end. To disagree. The only one. So unless you're going for Travis Kelsey, but yeah. the thing is about the tight ends, even if you take Kelsey, you gotta take him in round one or two, and you're basically sacrifice giving up a running back or a wide receiver at that spot who's going to score the equivalent amount of points. So I don't really pay much attention to tight ends. You grab a good guy. I grab Goddard. He's in top five in tight ends. And uh, if he doesn't pan out, I can go grab a matchup guy. But go ahead, Jim. I know you're going to disagree with that. Oh. You love tight ends so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, before I went into the draft, I had – Kelsey and Andrews is the only two tight ends that you should draft within the first three rounds as the equivalent tier one potential. The only reason that Kelsey is above Andrews at at the moment is because he just scored four touchdowns last night. So they would be pretty much neck and neck as far as their points. But beyond them, I wouldn't look at any tight end. All right, so you're you're just splitting hairs right now. You're just saying that Kelsey should be – the, in the same tier as Andrews. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all. I was all splitting tiers. I wouldn't put him a tier above Andrews. They're the only two tight ends worth drafting in the first three rounds. And if you don't get one of those two, which just like to say that I did get Andrews in round three, um, I wouldn't look for a tight end until around like eight or nine. Because like you said, the the disparity with the point totals in that position, if you can't get the top two, you need to wait. Yeah, which I did. I think I got Goddard in like round, I don't know, eight or nine or something. Jimmy, this brings us to anytime touchdown scorers. We're going to put it down on record, Jim. We're going to give you, sweet. we're each going to give you a three-man parlay, five-leg parlay, seven-man parlay, and then you guys can go and decide whatever you want to do and try to win some money at this thing. All right, Jim, here we go. And also, Jimmy, I'm going to put us up to the test here, okay? We're going to go head-to-head on this, okay? So we're going to award points for each other's teams, okay? Team Andy, Team Jimmy, all right? So how you can score a point is you get one point for each correct parlay. Okay. So there's a three-leg parlay, then you get a five-leg parlay, and a seven-leg parlay. So each of us are going to give you a total of seven players that you could t- potentially hit a seven-leg parlay. Did you parlay. say one point for each correct parlay? Correct. You should, like, weight the points, like, stagger it. You should get more points for five and seven versus three. You want to stagger it one, two, three? One, two, three. All right. Yeah. Three points if you get all seven right. Okay. Yeah. We can stagger it like that. So that's what it is. Team Andy versus Team Jimmy. Sounds like a good opportunity for some merch, Jim. <laughs> some merch. Team nice. Andy. Like, I love Team Andy or I hate Team Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> he Please. agrees. I hate you all, too. I'm going to buy you an I love Team Andy shirt for Christmas <laughs> this year. Nice. <laughs> I just want a shirt that says, I, with a heart, with a yes. slash through the heart, Jimmy. <laughs> there. Just don't say hate. You could just symbolically yeah. do that. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Here's my picks for you. First three-leg parlay. Anytime touchdown scores, I got Chubb. Fournette, Debo Samuel. Might as well put down down for a lock. Okay. <laughs> Five leg parlay. I added Ramondre Stevenson and Stefan Diggs. So there's your five leg parlay. If you want to go big, you want to go for the seven leg parlay, throw in Jamar Chase 
and Eno Benjamin for the Cardinals. Seven leg parlay. Boom. Jim, you're okay. up. Awesome. I have different players. Okay. All right. Ready for this? I'm ready. Three, Speak up in your mic. Three. <laughs> three leg parlay. Debo Samuel. Dalvin Cook. And Mark Andrews. All right. You had to throw the tight end in there. <laughs> three leg. Okay. Five leg. Those same three. But add in Leonard Fournette and Cooper Cup for the five leg. Okay. Seven. So those five I just mentioned. And add in Gabriel Davis and Travis Kelsey Ooh. for the seven. Ooh, I like it. So there the it is, the showdown. The shootout, Team Andy versus Tim, Team Jimmy. We'll see where we stand next week. Hopefully we can hit some of these and make some money, Jim. How about it? I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped, Jimmy. I'll see where we stand on that. So it looks pretty good. So Pretty solid, pretty solid lineups there. Very, yeah. very interesting. Next, Jimmy, we have our segment on the wire. You ready for this, Jim? Do you have any waiver picks for on the wire? Well, I guess if your league does, somebody doesn't have Kenneth Walker, <laughs> that's definitely a pickup with Rashad Penny out for the year now. Right. Um, it's clearly Kenneth Walker's job. That's very true, Jimmy, and he did look pretty good in the game there. He's rostered in 71% of leagues across all formats. Um, so, yeah, Kenneth Walker. There's a hot waiver wire pickup. I also had a hot waiver wire pickup for you guys that I put on TikTok earlier today. So you can go to our TikTok page and find out who that was. So watch that video. I think this guy, if he's available, he is a must, must grab. So there's a little cliffhanger for you. Head to TikTok at the Yak Bros to find out. So that's at T H E. Y-A-C-K-B-R-O-S. Yankee Alpha, Charlie, Kilo, Bravo, Romeo, Oscar, Ciel. Jimmy, you are, what are you doing over there? Watching TikTok? Jimmy's into watching TikTok. He's checking it out. But yes, it's at the Yak Bros. So check out that for your hot wave wire pickup for this week. Jimmy, it's time for my set favorite segment. Although I think I might stop saying that, Jimmy. Because t- anytime touchdown score might actually become my favorite segment. So for right now, though, it's still my favorite segment, Hope or Despair. Jimmy, last week when you weren't here, I gave out three candidates. I gave Nick Chubb, Hope, Russell Wilson, Despair. So he's got a shoulder injury now. And then Kenny Pickett, Hope. Uh, believe it or not, Kenny Pickett was the 11th overall ranked quarterback in week five and that's going against the Bills defense which is number one against opponents so I told you whenever they're going to put this guy in whenever they said they're going to start him from week five on this guy's going to be end up in the year in the top 10 for quarterbacks so Kenny Pickett gave him hope so hope or despair this week's candidates Jimmy you ready for this ready first one tight end talking about tight ends today Darren Waller. 
A lot of hype about this guy going into the year, especially since they got Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. It was supposed to take some of the heat away from him. Supposed to get some more targets to the guy Darren Waller. He's got only 43 points on the year, and he's now questionable with a hamstring injury. Jimmy, Darren Waller, hope or despair? I'm going to go with, uh, depending upon the severity of the hamstring injury, it's a tough one. He could be out potentially four weeks or more than that. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'll go with hope because he, he might be relevant around the time of fantasy playoffs. I'm going to go with despair. I think the Raiders team is a big in search of some identity crisis this year, and they just can't seem to get things done. So I'm going to go with despair for Darren Waller. Uh, C.D. Lamb. And just a reminder, hope or despair, what that means is if you give a guy hope, keep him on your roster. If he's healthy, you play the guy, you keep him on your team, you don't trade him, et cetera, et cetera. If he's despair, you cut him, you trade him if you can, get rid of him. He's not going to help you out on the team. He's just going to plague your team to average infinity. Not going to win a championship with the guy. So just wanted to reiterate that. Next guy on the chopping block, Jimmy, C.D. Lamb. A lot of hype around this guy going this year. He was expected to be a Tier 1 wide receiver. He's got 91 points on the year. That's well below expectations. Not below my expectations, Andy. Well, that was below a lot of other people's expectations, Jimmy. So... That's about where I had him. <laughs> so, C.D. Lamb, Jimmy, do you they give really him... really miss Amari Cooper. Do you give him hope or despair? Uh, despair. 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 It's just not been the same since Amari Cooper left. He He's even last year, um, I believe uh, C.D. Lamb in an interview had openly admitted that uh, Amari Cooper is the best route runner he's ever seen. Um, with him being in Cleveland... You know, let's say uh, Cooper Rush, you know, even though he's done it okay, um, C.D. Lamb is drawing a lot of attention with uh, not having a real solid number two behind him. And very interesting. I'm going to say hope for C.D. Lamb as long as they can get Dak Prescott back under center. I think he's really suffering right now from uh, having Cooper Rush in there as far as getting C.D. Lamb, those big stretch of field down uh down the field points. So, yes, hope for me for Lamb. Next one, and I believe he's already been on this year. Aaron Rodgers, 72 points. Average, average play. He's actually below average. He's the 17th, currently the 17th best quarterback in the league uh, behind Jacoby Brissett, number 16, with 73 points. So, Jimmy, hope or despair for Mr. Aaron Rodgers? So, 17th? He's 17th, uh, so 17th yeah. in the MVP balloting. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you go with just quarterbacks, I guess I don't know. I'm going to go with hope. Hope for Because Aaron. as the season progresses, um, it seems like he's starting to get some chemistry with some of those rookie receivers, especially uh, with Watson and Dobbs. So, uh, And he's always had that in the past with Ronald Cobb coming back to the team. I think he'll do okay going forward and improving. I'm going to give Rodgers – a despair. Find that Green Bay Packers fan in your league and trade this guy as soon as you can. Get rid of him. He's not going to win your championship this year. He's only going to bring you down to mediocrity or worse. Trade the guy. Okay? Obviously, you're not going to cut a guy like that, but trade him. Get something really good for him. Get somebody you really, really like. 
All right, next segment, Jimmy. We have to the fans. So, Jimmy, I actually chummed the waters a little bit for this segment. I posted new podcast drops tonight just in time for your waivers. Bye week blues start this week. We're managing a roster. Gets Bye tricky. week blues. Ask questions for this week's show. So I guess everybody's good, Jim. We're just. I, I think questions. everybody must be four and zero. Four and zero, five and zero in their leagues. Well, we do have actually listeners from Germany, so they're probably sleeping when they, they I posted this. Okay. So yeah, some of our fans just listen for entertainment purposes. Very. They're true. not even in a league. Yeah. They're just learning about American football. I probably should have posted this yesterday. So. I will get this out there earlier next week. But, yeah, there's no questions for the fans. So, Jimmy, that's it for this week's show. Um, great show, Jim. We're at 40 minutes now. Uh, a lot of great content we gave you. Anytime touchdown scores, hope and despair, on the wire. Make sure you check out that TikTok video that I posted earlier today for this week's waiver wire. He's an excellent pickup. You're going to want to grab the guy if he's available and start him. Especially, hint, hint, if you're in a super flex league, start the guy. Good luck to all you fellow GMs out there uh, going into week six. And week six, week six. Right. Can't believe it. The beginning of the bye weeks. Yep. So season is just flying by, Jimmy. Lions, Titans, by. Raiders, and Texans all on bye week. There you go. So this is where your roster management with you GMs. Say those teams one more time for those lazy GMs out there. I don't want to look it up. Lions, Titans, Raiders, and Texans. There you go. Those four teams. If you got lineup questions, you can always message us on Facebook or even message us on our TikTok account. You can message us on our TikTok videos. We look on there too. Um, we both comb through those and make sure we answer all the questions as quickly as we can um, to make you guys dominate your league. Peace out. Later. Yak Brothers.